Hey, welcome to a very special end of year review. If you're new with us, this is something that we love to do every year is just kind of focus at the very end of our year to think about all the ways that God moved through our church in our lives. I think it's really important how we end one season really can determine how you step into the next. And so I'm here today for a fun conversation with my compadre, my good friend, Pastor Russ Moore. No, um, we're not we're not from the same mother. Not from but the same mother. But you you said same I'm, last name. You said I'm your best friend. Okay, your but my best friend. Perfect. Pastor Russ Moore is yeah. here with me, and this is not an unfamiliar mm-hmm. environment for us because. We spend time often, we're seated around, as you like to say, the Putin table uh, at the X podcast, where we will talk about all things related to culture and life and our faith. And so we're used to hanging out, having a It's a whole lot of fun. We do it every week. Yeah. And so that's what we're here to do. And so if you're just joining with us, we're here to have a conversation to rewind the year, to go back. And before we do that, I just want to put you on the spot for a moment and just say, what was 2023 like? For Russ Moore, oh, 2023, uh, it was a full year. And that sounds, uh, I know it's a loaded term, but it was, I feel like a great year, you know, outside of ministry. I feel like this, I know we'll talk about it. This is one of the most fulfilling years of ministry. I just saw, you know, we saw God do so many amazing things in our church and through our church. But on a personal level, you know, this, one of the exciting, challenging things for me is so many of my friends and family are scattered all over. Yeah. Uh, which again, can be exciting and can be challenging. So some of my just favorite moments, as cliche as it sounds, just being with some of the people I love. Uh, my best friend got married this year. So I sp- spent some time in Raleigh. My, my father, uh, he stays up for these crazy trips. So me and him right before everything went crazy in the Middle East, we got to spend some time in Egypt. And then this was the first year that we convinced our whole family to go on a crazy adventure. So we convinced my mom, my sister, my brother-in-law, and me and my father, we all spent time in Spain in the spring, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty. It's pretty epic. That's what about you? Well, what were your highlights? This was a. You're a very nostalgic person. I, I am very. Okay, I'm not the most nostalgic person. <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. But <laughs> well, this is a special year. But I, it was. There was actually something very nostalgic that happened. It kind of took me down memory lane. Yeah. And that was getting to. We're going to talk about this, but celebrating our 20 years. As a church, uh, was that was a big deal. Yeah, that was a milestone. Yeah, um, there was some personal milestones in our family, though. Uh, the big one for us was uh, the birth of our grandson Cohen. Come, and on. so Cohen, I brought a picture. In fact, they picture? took it up of Cohen. He just turned oh. six months My old gosh. here in December, so he's almost seven months, and it is a joy. We love him to death. And so we are. We're, you are a happy grandfather. We, I, you smile a lot. I am so happy. We love him to death. He's amazing. So we had that happen. We also had some other significant things happen. Our youngest daughter went into the military. Yeah. And so she was gone for four months of the year, basic training and tech school. Um, we also got to celebrate her engagement. Yeah, come on. And so after that, she was engaged. She's engaged to Chance, and they're getting married next year. So Audrey, shout out to this Audrey. is Audrey. Audrey, and uh, and then it was also a, a really good year for me. Um, this summer, I got to do a sabbatical. It had been about six years since I had one, and so just being able to disconnect, I I think it was just really good for my soul. Yeah, and I feel like I came back from it with a renewed vigor it's all for what God has for our church and yeah. for me and where we're going. And yeah. so it was a good year. Yeah. It was a well, good year as a church. Yeah, well. it was. It was well-deserved. We missed you, but 
so glad that you uh, were able to do that. And like you said, this has just been, I think, a banner year for us yeah. as a church. And so I would love, let's just do a year interview. Yeah. Let's just kind of reflect. I think like, I think you mentioned this, there's power in just reflecting, mm-hmm. uh, learning, celebrating, thinking back. It just feels like life just goes by so fast. Yeah. It can be easy not to s- stop, pause, and remember. And so if we go all the way back to the beginning of 2023, we don't have a lot of traditions as a church. Yeah. One of our few traditions is we like to start the year off with a 21-day fast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, people that have, you know, followed you for years, love it, people. It's so fun to watch people every year for the first time yeah. jump in. And really, it's just a way to say we want to start the year with God. Yeah. And we believe there's power in starting the year off right. Mm-hmm. And so we have 21-day fast. And, and honestly, I think this year— I don't know about you, but I feel like the focus and the power of prayer grew. Yeah. Uh, not only did we have our normal tree one day fast, we had our prayer nights. Uh, we had Janice on our ministry team start uh, monthly prayer mornings. We recorded a prayer lab that's going to be available coming in the new year. And of course, we ended the 21 day prayer and fast with a really powerful, special worship night. Yeah. And it was really, really special. Yeah. I thought it was incredible. I love this season. It's something that it, Here's what I would say, and for those who are maybe, you know, new and thinking, oh, I don't know if I could do 21 day fast. I think the first time you try it, it's it's a little challenging. Um, but I I have come to look forward to it. It, it takes time yeah. you know, to look forward to something like that. But I do believe there's something really powerful about just reorganizing your life, what you're eating, your time, everything around prioritizing God. Yeah. And when we have our our worship night where we break the fast the atmosphere is is just almost electric because i think there's something about an entire church just pursuing god for those 21 days praying every day for those 21 days that it kind of reaches fever pitch yeah by the time we get to the point where we break our fast and then yeah enjoy dessert it's powerful and then we always hear just crazy stories yeah uh from i mean the concentration of several weeks of people just going after god and then this year, I feel like this year, this is so easy to say, but in the five years I've been here, I feel like some of my favorite sermons here that we've ever done mm. happened this year. They were just yeah. incredible. We kicked off with a really interesting one uh, called Sunday Best. Yeah. Where you, I want, to, I want to hear your heart behind this. You pretty much said, hey, we can get more out of church. Yeah. yeah whether you've been coming for the first time or you've been coming for years, it can be easy just to go through motions and uh, just to underemphasize the power what it's like to come to church with expectancy, yeah. to come to church to hear from God, to come to church. Well, what, what prompted you to step into that? I think the big thing was we wanted to help as we continue to see lots of new people coming to our church. One of the things that we found is that many of them did not have the experience of growing up in church. We had people that had been to church in 20 years that started coming. Or we have people that come from different traditions and they're like, this doesn't feel like church. So one of the things that just really wanted to do is kick off the year is help us get the most out of our Sundays. Yeah. And I don't ever want for Sunday to feel like a religious duty or a, a right or yeah. something that's like, well, I guess we go to church. That's yeah. what we should do. And I think if that's our attitude, then we miss the power of these moments, these gatherings, the time when we get together and we worship together and we open God's word together and we just allow the presence of God to really change us. And so we walked through just simple things before you come to church and then did a message on worship. What is where it was powerful. That was one of my favorite messages, walking through seven different ways to praise God. Yeah. And even talking about how to be a part of a message and be open and experience it. And so 
it was just one of those ones I thought would be perfectly fitted at the beginning of a year to help our church get the most out of these 51 days that yeah. we have together. Yeah. 51 opportunities. Because this one, we're at home yeah. participating online. But the 51 opportunities that we have to come together as a church, how do we get the most out of it and make it our Sunday best? And so it was, I think it was a great way to kick off the year. Yep. It was so good. Now, here's the thing. I told you, I feel like this was the year where we didn't just have series, but we actually had what felt like several campaigns, like mega series. Yeah. And one of the ones that I just feel like was a marker on the year yeah. was a series called It's Complicated, where you took what I feel, I feel like six, seven, eight of the most controversial topics, hot button topics, stuff that, to be honest, people are talking about in culture the last few years anyways, things that people are having to navigate and you address them head on, and there was tension. You don't even realize that sometimes just, and it could be anything that is our community, but we can spend so much time with everybody that likes the same thing and looks the same way as us, that we don't even, we don't even see the world in a different way. And, and here's one of the unintended consequences where prejudice can really begin to build inside of us, is when, you know, we start to believe that our way is the right way. My worldview is like the worldview, right? My values are the right values. My belief, my culture is the only culture. And so without even meaning to, this is not even about being negative or hateful, without even meaning to, all of a sudden when we, when we, when we commune with people who are like us, we start to look at others who aren't as less than, we kind of begin, our worldview is better, theirs isn't, and what comes out of that next is some language. All of a sudden, we start using language like us and them. We all have the potential of having prejudice or racism in our hearts. If there's something in you that pushes back at that, just allow the Holy Spirit to push back at you. So I'm curious, uh, again, some of these especially have increased, some of these topics and the tension around them, the controversy around them have increased since COVID. But I know you, you're so intentional. I'm curious, what made you decide this was the right time yeah. to lean into this? Well, I, as I mentioned at the beginning of that series, um, I was hesitant at first, to say the least, because I know how polarizing yeah. these topics have become in our culture. But I felt like just God began to nudge me and it was like, it's, I need to lean into this because here's why I know that our culture is talking about it. And then if we aren't careful that even those of us in the church without recognizing it could be discipled by it without being discipled from God's word. Yep. And so I, I just, again, I, I shared all that in week one of it's complicated, my reservations of doing this and my heart for doing it and it wasn't to um cause more problem it wasn't to stir things up i don't like controversy that's not my my personality but i did feel like it was something that god really wanted me to lean into with our church yeah and so we we walked into this just knowing and just as in a humble way how can we address some polarizing topics and, and i just really believe that if the church does not speak out on yeah. it we don't understand god's heart on some of these matters, then it is just going to continue to divide the church. Yeah, it, it was so powerful. I think one of the things that surprised me, I knew it was important for us to address these things. Yeah. I think what I underestimated is actually how formational it would be. Mm. And from every side, 
from people that um, have been coming to church for a long time that may be kind of rigid and in, in uncertain stances, they were challenged. They would come up. And I, I mean, honestly, it was a very impressive series of the humility and the depth of our church. And then people that maybe are brand new to, to church that are not even used to addressing these kind of topics, that they would come up and say, this challenged me so much. I don't think any of us left the series not feeling challenged and formed in a really powerful way, not just in what we believe, but in how we engage culture, how we be the heartbeat of Jesus uh, to culture. And on top of that, another exciting thing about this is we knew, I know you knew, there's only so much you can cover in each right. of these topics in, yeah. once, in one hour yeah. or less on a Sunday. A lot of these things, they have entire books over them. So you do something really cool. At the end of every single message, you gave a number for people to text in their follow-up questions. Yeah. And we don't always, we usually don't sync up podcasts with Sunday mornings, but we did for that series. And I think we ended up going about 10 weeks. They were, <laughs> the podcasts, I felt like they were not only an extension of each week, but we got into conversations that went for two plus hours. Yeah. And we were committed to answering people's really tough questions as we walked through them. And uh, that's where I really appreciate your voice. And I appreciate as we bring different guests on and we could just sit and kind of like in this atmosphere and have a conversation. And it was, I just feel like it really helped. I had people would come and tell me and just say that not only the series, but you put that together with the podcast and it really helped frame some things that really helped parents. I had them telling me my middle school students are facing mm-hmm. these things and I don't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. This gave me handles on how to have conversations. So and you provided resources. Yeah, we provided resources, books that people could read if they want to dive deeper. It just created, if I could say this, a conversation that I think is needed, constantly needed around yeah. these topics in the church. So it was a it was a really powerful series. I've got a hard time. I got to be honest. I was glad to I was glad to finish it because there's so much tension and there's so much preparation that went into every single week. I was, yeah. I was a little relieved. And so we kind of went in a little bit different direction after that. And we did a series on Jesus, a series called Miracle Worker, where we just focused on who Jesus is as a miracle worker and prepared for Easter. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought it was an exciting season. Easter was incredible. Oh, and by the way, leading up to Easter, some of our team put together Yep. Um, an in-house resource called Passion Journal that yeah. led up to it and uh, was so, so good. People just devoured it. I think it sold out. Yeah. It was amazing. But yeah, led up to one of my favorite Easter's we've ever had. Yeah. So, so powerful. It was great. It was a, so I felt like it was a, it was a fun turn. We went from it's complicated to uh, putting our focus on Jesus and on his resurrection. And, um, and so I, anytime we have an opportunity to preach on Jesus, do that. I absolutely love it. And then... We had a birthday. We, there was a birthday in the church. We did. We had a birthday. It was really special. Whereas this year in 2023, we got to celebrate our 20 year anniversary. We actually picked the name and incorporated the church in 2002. And it was just a few families. In fact, it was three families, my wife and I, and her parents and another couple kind of all believed in this idea, this vision of having a church that was different than anything we'd ever grown up with or known. We didn't know where we were gonna plant. We had no idea. We were just praying God show us, lead us to a space. And they were building this industrial park that uh, was right off of 33.
Oh, this brings back memories. And when we got this space, it was just like an, an open warehouse building. And there were five of us guys that would spend weekends and nights. We built a hallway and we built the sound booth. We built a small stage. We're getting ready to launch our very first uh, experience. And I was gonna be the pastor. I'd never even preached before, not a full message. Easter of 2003 was gonna be our launch. And um, we, we were like, how do we get the word out? So back then, it was newspaper. We put an ad in the newspaper. I remember this, it was like, like all of our marketing budget. We put, took out a big ad in the newspaper, the local newspaper that we thought would be Pickerington because we're close to Pickerington. And they put the ad in the wrong paper. And uh, one family showed up. The Hughes. Joy and Keith Hughes. It was just, it's crazy to think. We just, that was it. It was them and a few other people. I think we had a total of 11 people. It took a few years and it just grew slowly. Went to 30, went to 50 people after probably about two years. Went to about 75 adults, 80 adults after about three years. But I remember the team coming to me at the beginning of 2007. They said, we think it's time for you to go full-time. April 1st is when I went full-time ministry and we knew we had to do something. The location, the space, we had outgrown it and we'd expanded a couple times. We couldn't do it again. Yeah. And it was uh, that that led us to find Lithopolis, our next stop. Oh, Lithopolis. When we bought this space, that portion did not exist. It was just straight back. This was a building that uh, was built in the 70s and hadn't changed as a church. We basically did it all ourselves. We had no money. And so we renovated the space to the best of our ability. And I remember September 14th, 2008. This day I'll never forget. Right before the very first experience, and none of this existed, just this building. And I remember looking down this massive driveway and seeing a row of cars all the way out the driveway and backed up all the way down the main road. And I just got goosebumps and I just remember. I'll never forget that moment. It was one of the most incredible moments of my life, just like people were coming. You just invest everything, you put all your faith into it, and people are coming. I think our very first Sunday we had um, just under 300 people that showed up. And so we expanded the auditorium after that. So we knocked out the wall, we added seats to the auditorium. Um, but we, we quickly reached our limit in this place. Like no matter what we did, we were at max capacity. And uh, we just didn't want that to be a limitation. We never want a building to be a limitation to what God is doing in our church. And so that led us to another huge step of faith, which was to decide to go multi-site. And so that's where the story continues, where we went from one church to one church in two locations in Lancaster, Ohio, and we just continued to see what God would do. So we started in Lancaster in 2012. Every weekend we bought a big trailer and we wanted, our vision was to take what was happening in Lithopolis that we felt was really unique at the time and how do we translate that to multi-site and on video. And so we literally matched Lancaster and Lithopolis, almost looked identical and we would fly a big massive screen that was like 38 feet long. Um, we rigged um, hoist and, and pick points and all this and we would we would raise uh, to the ceiling in the gym uh, lights, moving lights. We built a stage and tore it down every single weekend. We, we started there September of 2012 and a couple hundred people showed up and um, the church 
uh, grew until we just really couldn't fit in the YMCA. And uh, we went looking for another space and that's when we found the mall. This was the main entrance and we would put up banners yeah. and we would try to create some type of entrance. You came along yep. while we were here at yep. the River Valley Mall. 2017, so yeah, in 2015, we moved in to the mall. In fact, let's go look at the space. Yep. I wanna go see it. <laughs> you belong here. But that's there. It even says it. You can't see it, probably in video. Wow. The, the X.Church. You can still see the wall we built in there. First time guests, room for them. What's your next step? Next steps, still here. Wow. We got an incredible price to be able to move in here, but it needed massive work. And we had this temporary contract that at any moment's notice they could kick us out. And we still decided, and this was what was crazy, we decided to invest a quarter of a million dollars into renovating this movie theater in this space. And um, God just did some really awesome things. We moved in here, it just started to grow. And it was an amazing space. And God did amazing things here. And hundreds and hundreds of people came and over a thousand people gave their lives to Jesus. Most of them right here. This was a, another, another part of the story, another chapter in the story of what God is doing and writing. And, uh, and from Lancaster, it really takes us to where home is now in Canal Winchester, where we built a brand new building. So we're gonna end there. I would have never guessed. Uh, I think it was always part of the dream yeah. that like one day be a church that would reach people and to have an environment like this where we could do all the things that maybe we dreamt about doing. But I feel like it was, it was more of a dream than ever imagining it being reality. And so to, to think from where we started with a handful of people in a storefront in a really terrible location <laughs> and one family showing up on Easter to 20 years later to having a space like this to do ministry the way we're doing ministry. Um, sometimes I have to feel like I need someone to pinch me. Sometimes I just, it feels like a dream um, that uh, I just kind of am sometimes like so grateful for what God has enabled us to do and to experience as a church. And there's been so many moments along the way that have been powerful that have been bumps, it's been bumpy, it's been exciting. Um, this isn't the end. This is, this is just, there's another chapter still to come. What God's doing here at Canal Winchester is just the beginning. I don't know where it's gonna go. What I do know is it's been an incredible 20 years, but it's, I like to say 20 years and counting. We're not done. 20 years and counting, God is good. So exciting. Can't, I mean, 20 years. 20 years. That, that is hard to believe when you look at me. That is, I mean, that is a feat. I mean, 20 years of ministry, you're, you're still on your seventh decade uh, of following Jesus. How, how does it, how, honestly, when you think back to the origins of this church, yeah. 20 years, what come, I mean, that's surreal. Yeah. It's okay. Number one, it makes me feel old. Um, number two, it makes me grateful. 
um, because I know that what it takes for a church to not just survive, but grow and thrive for 20 years is not because of me. It's, I, I guess I credit all the growth and, you know, that to what God has done in our church. But I also think about just the thousands of people along the way that have helped grow, that have helped serve, that have helped give. Um, there's been so many steps of faith in our journey as a church that uh, really landed us in this building. That's been a huge step of faith and none of it's possible without the thousands of people that have just been a part of the journey one way or another. And so I feel grateful. Um, I feel, um, I guess, blessed to be able to be a part of such an amazing community. I, I don't ever compare our church. Well, okay, that's not true. I probably do compare our church to other churches, but I don't do it. And then I try not to do it in a way where it's like, we're better than anybody else. But when it comes to this community, there's just, and I think this is the way I hope most people feel in their church, whatever their church is, that I just love this community. Yeah. I love the people of this church. They, they make it feel home. Yeah. And so one of the things that I also love when I think back to 20 years is we've hopped from place to place to place. We've had different buildings and then not had buildings and rented and then been owners and then build a new building. And it's just a reminder to me through those 20 years that the church is not a building. Yeah. We've not been stagnant one place, um, but the church is made up of the people. The, the people of God that coming together for a mission and a purpose, helping people get on the path to God. So I, I'm just really honored to be able to be part of this church, to be asked to lead this church for the last 20 years. I don't know how many more years God will give me in leading this church. My prayer has always been if I can lead one church for my entire life or as long as God calls me to pastor, I, that's my dream. And so God's yeah. not asking me to move on. So I'm, I've got maybe another 20. I don't know. It's so exciting. I mean, this Obviously, we're sitting here, so we're biased. I'm biased, but um, I, I just think there's something so unique about this church. Like you said, it's it, the servant leaders. There's a sacrificial, passionate nature to the people who come. I love that it's the kind of church that anybody can come yeah. from any background, no matter what they're walking through, going through. And I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here, but I mean, it really does speak to, uh, not to get on a sidetrack, but you know, in, in Scripture in the Old Testament, it, it talks about Moses and and Jethro and and God said he's going to put the spirit of Moses on the spirit of the people. Mm. So what makes a church special is the Holy Spirit. But there's also a unique calling to each church and your spirit has been one from day one and I just know you. I see it up close of relentless passion, relentless vision. You just never lack vision. I mean, we're in the middle of something and you are seeing some like just crazy uh back to the future-esque um just vision for the future that is just epic and and you never stop and um and it's you're not afraid to take big risks yeah and your heart no matter how deep we take people your heart is always to reach the person who would never want to step foot at a church and you're just the greatest leader and i know you pay me to say something <laughs> you really are all right you can stop now that was enough <laughs> yeah. i don't want to owe you anymore <laughs> but happy birthday oh to X Church, yep. what a special year! And speaking of a year of campaigns, what came after that? Yeah, it w was another thing that I think marked our church. And I just, I think if there's any conversation happening right now in culture, it's the conversation around mental health. Yeah, and I love the holistic, organic, just multifaceted approach that you took to lead us through. I mean, what was it? 10 weeks, 10 weeks, a 10 week mega series called sound mind. Yeah. 
It was a it was a series that I knew again almost like it's complicated, but in a different way that we were going to wade into very personal waters, and so we did that by just addressing things from depression, anxiety to suicide to just almost you know all the major topics when you think about in, um, mental health, sure. and it's something that we knew was on people's minds. We have seen a, a huge increase and we had done a survey the Christmas before that asking our church, like how many of you either know someone or have experienced some form of mental health, uh, you know, struggle over the last 12 months. And then it was huge. It was almost a whole church yeah. that we either knew someone or had experienced it. So we knew that this was something that people wanted help yeah. in this area. And so for help, here's what we did as well. And I was super excited about this, but I got to bring in my good friend, Dr. Wes Bebas. Your brother from down under. Yes, all the way from California, but really ultimately from Australia. And let's put it this way. When Dr. Wes came and yeah. spoke to our church, he brought the fire. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will know evil because I'm just that good. I've got a good self-help book that's going to help me get through the valley. No. I will fear no evil because you are with me. That's what we call having a growth-oriented view of stressful events. You know, to say, well, this looks like a setback, but God's going to use it to build my strength and resilience. That is a growth-oriented view of a stressful event. I'm not asking you to bury your head in the sand and say, all's good. No, all's not good, but God's going to use this. He's going to build a sense of greater purpose in my life because of this. Yeah, I, I think this is another series that not only was it so helpful in the content on Sundays, but it was so filled with resources. Yeah. I mean, Dr. West in and of himself was a resource. Yeah. But he didn't just do a Sunday morning. He was on several podcasts. He poured into parents at a kid's night. And then, you know, just to go back, I think this is important for anybody that hasn't been to the series. Anybody that spoke during that series first submitted their notes to clinical psychologists yeah. to review the notes. And then we had books and we had counselor lists. Yeah. And I just think it was just um, life changing for families, yeah. for people to take the first step in addressing their mental health. Yeah, It was such a good season for our church. I think it helped so many people. And then we were, obviously we ended that, we're in the summer. Mm -hmm. And that's when we did a series that I wasn't a part of really, but a series called Upstream. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was a series where we did a study on First Peter, which happened to have five chapters in First Peter and so we had five communicators, five different, and you were one of them, you kicked it off. And when, so we had five different communicators that just shared through the book of First Peter. And what do you have on your hand? And we had a guide for people to help walk through this book on their own, study, go deeper, and people just ate it up yeah. and loved it. I think it was so helpful. I think one of our goals was to take that time and help people at least get familiar with one book of the Bible. Yeah. Sometimes people feel like the Bible is so huge and I don't even know where to begin. But it, we thought, okay, if anything, let's help people study just one small book, five chapters to wrap their minds around it and maybe help them grow in their faith. So good. Yeah, so good. And then one of our other few traditions, at the movies. At the movies. This I love was, it. Yeah. What, what was your favorite movie that you talked about? Um, maybe maybe Top Gun. You loved like Top Gun. Gun. I still can in picture where I got to wear the leather jacket. Up the, can you do the look? You looked up in the a waiters and I looked at it. Was, yeah, it was kind of bad, but <laughs> not going to lie. It's such a great movie. I mean, we've been waiting for what? 
30 years yeah. or the second one to come out. So it was so good. And honestly, we're spoiled because um, the team here is just, no I mean, the, they blow these moments, these events yeah. out of the water, the decor, yeah. all the special elements. It was really, really special. But of course, the reason we even do mm -hmm. moments and series like that is for a purpose. It's yeah. not just to have fun. But again, kind of like at Christmas time, it is a time when people that wouldn't normally come to church, we can extend that inv invitation yeah. and it's a little less intimidating. And over 50 people gave their lives to Jesus on. at this at the movies series. And this is what I love. Like the whole thing, the message, everything is on video. Yeah, for people to think video doesn't work. Yeah. The whole message, yeah. the gospel presentation mixed in with movies to pull out and see that. And we had over 50 people that said yes to Jesus during at the movies. I just... Yep. I just thank God that we have an opportunity to do stuff like that. And I love that our church lets us embrace the fun. Yeah. Because I think there's nothing more fun than being able to lead people to Jesus. So good. So, so it was awesome. And then what? You get spooky. Oh, well, well, kind of. We did. Right. As we did a series in the fall called The Ghost. Mm -hmm. And this was another significant one because we just felt like there was this urging this desire to say, I want to, I want to maybe experience God in a deeper way. Right. And so we did a series called the ghost all about the Holy spirit yep. and just really tried to help people kind of go deeper. Yep. And my goal in doing this series again, because I think people come from different backgrounds when it comes to the Holy spirit, but my goal in this series was really to help people understand how to encounter God better. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's what I know. Um, I think that the world is craving to know if God is real. Yeah. I, I, I just, maybe you're, you're watching this right now and you're not even sure what you believe, but let me just tell you, I, I imagine that you wonder if God is real and there's all these churches, all these people believe all these transcendent things. How do I know God is real? And I believe that there's something unique and powerful that happens when we experience God through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so the emphasis in my mind going into that series is not just to teach on who the Holy Spirit is, but my mind that the emphasis was how do we help people encounter God yeah. in a real way, in a profound way? Yeah, no, it's so good. I think, and not to even underestimate the power in a lot of people's lives of the teaching, because, you know, one of the things that we say around here is, I, and again, I love this, there are, our church is, is uh, so diverse in every way. And we have people from so many backgrounds, from never been to church to, you know, we're in a very heavily Catholic area to people that are from extremely charismatic backgrounds. And there's so much mystery around the Holy Spirit. And so I love the approach that you took on, okay, this doesn't have to be weird. It can be essential. Yeah. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit. And, and like you said, that there is something more. I think when I, when I think about this whole series of the Holy Spirit, for me, is that ache in me that has driven me my whole life. There is more of God to experience. Yeah. And that is what actually changed my life as a nerdy middle school kid and was this whole concept that God can't be fully explained, but he can be experienced. Yes. And we experience him through the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it was another one of the few series kind of like, uh, it's complicated and like sound mind that we actually also connected it to the podcast. Yes. And we had, I think at least three, uh, podcast episodes on the well, podcast. We kind of launched off with, don't forget, we ended that series and then followed it up with ghost facts. Yes, ghost yes. FAQs, where we had one weekend, it was Halloween weekend, and kids got to dress up, and we had candy for them. And it was just a fun weekend, fall weekend. But we also followed that with just letting people submit questions yeah. about anything related to the season, mm -hmm. whether it was about the series, the Holy Spirit, whether it's just about you know things that we think related to Halloween. 
And we got so many questions submitted. And so on that Sunday, I addressed about six or so of what were the more popular yep. questions, but we just kept having them pour in. Uh -huh. And so one of the things that we planned to do was to follow up with a podcast, our ex podcast. And so we, we had multiple ones where we went through. And so we spent hours, hours and hours going through several of your questions. Are psychics really bad to see? I think my basic answer is yes. Okay. Uh, and from a follower of Jesus standpoint, kind of going back to Sunday, I like the basis you said of if I can start with scripture, I'm going to start there. So as a follower of Jesus, I'm going to start there. And there are explicit warnings yeah. in scripture about seeing psychics, even if it's being trivial or lighthearted or serious. Um, pastorally, my counsel would be run from that. Yeah. Why are you seeking the living among the dead? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just the idea of, I think that's when we have a living God that we can go to, what is the purpose? I mean, I, I think there's always sometimes even a deeper thing. Why do I need to talk to a psychic? Do I need a psychic to tell me the future? Does that mean I don't trust God with my future? Yeah, well, it was so good. I, again, another series too, that we really wanted to prioritize resources. Yeah. So we had the ghost FAQs we had, uh, the podcast, we kicked out an email um, with links to other resources. Um, the lab, the, yeah, we had the Holy Spirit lab. Yeah, the Holy we Spirit a, lab. We had a lot of people in circles going through that. And so a lot of people just really going deeper in their faith when it comes yep. to the supernatural of God. Yep. But like we said earlier, the year flew by. Yeah. And just a few weeks ago, we started our World Changer series. And I love this. It can sound, I just feel like there's a lot of cliches thrown out in the church world. You know, that you can be, this is a game changer. You know, you always hear that. Or you can be a world changer. And I think that language gets lost because number one, it's really hard for people to actually believe that about themselves. Yeah. And number two, it kind of just sounds like, uh, you know, like an inspirational YouTuber, <laughs> you know, like you could be a world changer. Yeah. But I love that each week you not only brought in stories from scripture of how that's actually true, but you brought in stories from modern day and recent history uh, about the, the truth that no, like your small, ordinary lives can be used by God in an extraordinary way. And no one should ever underestimate how much God can use their lives. Not, whether, whether they feel like they're insignificant or whether they feel like their past is so dark and checkered. Like one of the quotes you had that I love was talking about Paul. Uh, God was able to change the world through Paul because God changed Paul's world. Mm. Um, and when we allow God to begin to change our world, it really is unlimited what God can do through us. And and I love any series, that's just the way I'm wired. I love any series that calls me into more yeah. and calls me into a story that's bigger than myself. Yeah. And that's the point of World Changer was that it would be a series to inspire us to dream a little bit bigger, to say, God, how can you use me to change the world? And of course, we tagged with that the end of the year offering where we, our World Changer offering and that was the time where just hundreds and hundreds of families would just come and give. And so we're so grateful for everybody that really just believes in the mission, the purpose of our church. And we're able to support so many of those ministries that we mentioned earlier. And, um, and so it's just, it enables us to continue as a church to change the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Christmas. Christmas 2023 was incredible.
It was an amazing Christmas. Can I just say, I think it was the best Christmas we've ever had. It was, honestly. <laughs> I just, what God did just blew my mind. It was so good. Uh, well, actually, we don't know because we're recording this yeah. before the Christmas experiences, right before. Right. But we're believing by faith that it was the best Christmas we ever had. Yes, absolutely. So it's been an incredible year. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. Um, we are limited by time. We, we, we're, we've just been rushing through sermon series, but the truth is, there is so much more God did through all of the ministries of our church beyond a Sunday morning right here from Platform Moment. Uh, there's so many outreach things. There's so many things God did through our next gen, all the various ministries of our church. And so I would love to throw it to some of our ministry team leaders to celebrate and highlight some of those moments. Well, hey, church. Happy New Year, man. It's been an incredible morning so far. Yep. Uh, I love getting to look back over the last year. If I haven't had the chance to meet you, by the way, my name is Jesse. I'm here with my friend, Raina. And Raina, you actually have a really unique seat here at X Church. Uh, your role as guest experience director kind of gives you a front row seat into all of the ministries because really anybody that says yes to serving kind of goes through uh, your workflow. So exactly. um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it is such a blessing to get to work with all of our servant leaders that just generously give their time every Sunday morning. And something that I know you've probably heard me say before is as staff, we work a lot behind the scenes to make Sunday happen. But come Sunday morning, our servant leaders, which if you're new, that's what we call our volunteers, they're the front lines. They're the ones that make people feel welcome the second they pull into our parking lot. So we are just so grateful for them, so grateful for the time that they serve and what they make happen here every Sunday. We can't do ministry without them. And I truly believe that our servant leader culture here is just something special. Yeah, it really is. We get to hear all the time from people that come to church for the very first time and they say, man, everyone here is so friendly. And they're not talking about us. They're talking about the servant leaders. And so uh, it really is a great thing to be a part of and help people step into their purpose here. Um, and what's so cool about when you say yes to serving, we've seen this in our own lives, um, but when you say yes to serve, not only does God use you to impact other people's lives, but God also works in and through you at the same time. Exactly. One of my favorite parts about a Sunday morning is as I'm heading home, I'm getting text messages and emails from servant leaders telling me about the people they've connected with, the conversations that they've had. I love hearing about when a first-time guest comes back the second week and seeks out that same servant leader they connected with on day one. I just love hearing about that. It just impacts servant leaders as much as the guests that they're serving. So I love hearing about that. And I know when you come in on Sunday morning, it probably feels like a well-oiled machine, and it is. Our servant leaders rock, but we are growing and there's always room for more servant leaders. And it's joining a serve team is actually a great way to take a first step into community and to meeting more people. And the way you do that is by going to Welcome to the X. Welcome yeah. to the X is actually your first step into any next step you want to take here at X Church. And that takes place the first Sunday of every month, which means it's happening next Sunday. Yeah. So you can go to our website and sign up for that. Yeah. Another thing, big thing that has happened throughout 2023 is in the Next Gen ministry, the Next Gen team, they impact pretty much every family that walks through yeah. our doors. So what was your year like? Yeah, well, in Next Gen, we had fun in 2023. I really think church should be fun, especially when we're talking about kids and teenagers. So thinking back over the year, going all the way back to January, uh, we've kind of had a tradition with a few other churches to kick off the year with this event called United, where we get all the teenagers from a couple of different local churches together and we just throw a big party. 
to kick off the year. And this last year, we had a huge silent disco. It was so much fun. Then going further into the year, we've got another kind of youth tradition, something called X Games, which who doesn't love a good competition? Um, and so that's a night where we get teenagers together in the room, separate them in teams, and we play games um, like there's no tomorrow. It's so much fun every single year. Uh, we heard a little bit about At The Movies earlier, which you may not know is we actually do that in X Kids as well, but we use kid movies. Um, and so it's always a blast. And then just like two months ago, we had a lock-in with all of our teenagers. Um, and it was a blast. I don't know if I've recovered my sleep still, but it was so much fun. But two really big highlights that stand out to me uh, looking back over 2023. The first is Passion Camp. Every year, Passion Camp is such a blast. It's always a, a special time when we get a bunch of teenagers together. We go away for a week to pursue Jesus. And this year was a little bittersweet because it was our last year going to Passion Camp. But in my opinion, it was the best year. We got to baptize two teenagers in the ocean while we were there, Audrey and Leah, and we got to share their stories with our church. And one memory I will never forget, it will almost bring a tear to my next-gen pastor eyes. Um, the last night there was the last worship experience of camp without being prompted, without us initiating it, all the teenagers from our group just started gathering together in little circles, put their arms around each other and started praying for each other. It was a beautiful moment. I'll never forget it. And one other thing that comes to mind is kids night. We heard a little bit ago about how uh, impactful it was when Dr. Wes came to speak to our church. But what was awesome is we were able to have a kids night at the same time, which was a one night experience for all of our elementary age kids. And while the kids were getting together, having fun, we were teaching them about their imagination and how God can use that to strengthen their relationship with him. Dr. West shared with all of the parents how we can come alongside our kids and help nurture and support their mental health. It was a night that I will never forget, but it's been an awesome 2023 for Next Gen. Well, when we first started attending here, my daughter was five years old and now she's a senior in high school. So she has grown up in the Next Gen ministry. And I know Passion Camp has been a huge part of her faith journey. So on behalf of all the parents, I gotta thank you and your team and everything you guys do um, for the families of our church. I know it's impacted us a lot. And that's something I'm personally very passionate about that I want to celebrate for 2023 is outreach. Yeah, Outreach has really exploded this year. I, When I first started attending, something that I really loved was how outreach was just at my fingertips. I could go out and I could actually be a part of making change in the community. And I love how intentional X Church is about that. And this year, um, we again did impact or XO Week. Oh, that was almost a throwback. Throwback. We did Exile Week. It was an entire week of serving our community and then Hope Day, which happens at the beginning of December. And through those two events, we did almost 80 serving opportunities in our community. So it was such a great way to go out and make practical and spiritual impact on the families in our community. Some other things we did this year is we hit our 10th prison. Wow. Uh, prison ministry isn't something I thought I was going to be passionate about, but I have to say it is pretty amazing when you get a letter from a family member who is so grateful and feels so blessed that we're there loving for their family member yeah. in you know, a place where they really don't have much hope. you know. Yeah. So it's just great to be in there. Our servant leaders make care packages for them, send cards of encouragement. We've got pastors that go and preach in person. We've got Bible studies happening. So it's just a really great ministry. 
to be a part of. And then this year we actually went on two disaster relief trips. And I love to say that we actually have a team ready to go. So when the need arises, we are ready to go in 2024 for whatever may happen. And then we also went on one international mission trip this year to the Dominican Republic, which we're gonna do again next year. And if you wanna be a part of outreach and what is happening in this church, just go to our website, to the events page. We actually have events happening almost every week between serving the homeless, going to Furniture Bank, we have blood drives, Habitat for Humanity events. So it's really a great thing to be a part of and it's something you can sign up and be a part of as well. Yeah, well, 2023 has been awesome, but we are believing the best is always yet to come and we're looking forward to an incredible 2024. Man, I love what God has done in our church this year. Isn't it incredible? So exciting. There's just so many things to celebrate, just all the ministries that we just heard from, all the ways that God moved the people that gave their lives to Jesus this last year. It was a banner year. It was in many ways. As you said, I, I think it was a banner year. Our church grew. So many amazing things happened. And so I, I just want to take a moment and just look right into the camera because I know so many of you on the other side of that, you are a part of the life change that is happening here every single week. And I just wanna say thank you. From the bottom of my heart and for on behalf of the staff, I wanna say thank you to every person who serves first and foremost. We have the most amazing servant leaders. Yeah. We have some of the most selfless people in this church that will come and show up early on Sundays, stay late. They're in there holding babies, getting spit up on, changing dirty diapers so that a mom can be in the room for God to be able to minister to her. And yeah. we have just, we've got the most amazing greeters and they always have a smile on their face. And we have a parking team that is so filled with joy when it is snowing mm -hmm. and when it is raining. And we just have an usher team that kills it. And just all across the board, if you are a servant leader, yeah. I want you to know everything that we celebrate as a church, you had a hand in. Yeah. It is part of the story that God is writing through you. And so I just wanna say thank you so much for serving. And if you are watching this and you haven't yet joined a team, what are you waiting for? 2024 is the perfect time to take a step into that. And I also wanna take a moment and I wanna say thank you to every person who gives. Yeah. We know it's no small thing to prioritize and put God first in your finances. And so I wanna say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to every person, for every teenager, every single mom, every family, every retired person that prioritizes the mission of the church in your finances. Thank you so much for giving. It, it is because of your generosity yep. that we are able to bless all those ministries, yep. hear the stories of life change and what God is doing in our church. And so, so I'm good. grateful. I love it. Yeah. It, I mean, it can't be said enough. Uh, the servant leaders are the secret sauce yeah. of the church and uh, the generosity is yeah. what fuels the church. I totally agree. So uh, we're so thankful. We're so grateful. Uh, but we also are about to turn the page. Yeah. 2023 has been an amazing year. That's the countdown. 10, 9, 8. Okay. Maybe yeah. that's confetti or no. Okay. So we're about to step into 2024. I'm curious on a personal level, Pastor Tim, yeah. are you a New Year's person? Are you a New Year's resolution, vision, goal? I need, I need to get the first of it. First, let me just say, I will typically watch the ball drop, but I don't really care that much. Like, I'm not huge into the festivities. I don't go to these, yeah. you know. You still stay up that late. I do stay up that late. Believe it or not, I don't usually go to some, you know, New Year's Eve party. Like, we'll stay home, chill, relax. Um, but I do get excited for a new year. Yeah. I do. There is a part of me that feels like it's a reset. Yeah. Like, especially when there's no. areas of my life that I feel like I got a little lazy at the end of the year, you know, and there's areas when it's the holiday season and I'm like, 
I kind of just ate whatever I wanted to for an entire two days. Hey, well, it's impossible to picture you lazy in an area, but can I put you on the spot? What is there an area of your life in 2024? You're like, I want to, I want to make big goals here, big gains. I want to advance here. Big gains. Well, <laughs> in a gym, I'm looking for big gains. So, uh, um, uh, well, if, if you, you mean personal or yeah, if you like, um, I don't know if I'd say there's big gains that I'm trying to make. Um, I, I really do want to get committed. This is personally to, um, back into the process of writing. Yeah. Come on. I kept saying I was, um, this year I tried, um, I, it was, uh, it was more arduous than I could imagine getting back into it. And so I think that is one of the things that I definitely see for 2024 that I want to make a priority. Yeah. And, um, but I, I don't know for me, I just find a power in consistency. Yeah. You are the most, you were the one of the most consistent people I know, but I, I think, you know, some, some people hate on New Year's. Like, you can change anytime you want to. That's true. It but is. There, there is something powerful about leveraging yeah. certain moments of life. Yeah. When you move somewhere, when the calendar turns, and I, I think it that shouldn't be underestimated either. Yeah. And I, I know me and you both, re- we, we get uh, a lot of fire out of vision. Motivation. And goals and being motivated. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. You know, on, on a spiritual level, uh, an old mentor of mine, he used to always say this. It sounds kind of cliche, but it's true. He says, as we step into a new year, everyone will step into a new calendar year. Mm. Not everyone will step into a new spiritual year. No. Uh, I think another way you could say it is, as long as we're all alive, yeah, we'll all grow older. We won't all grow better. We won't all grow spiritually. We won't all grow more mature and more loving. We won't all grow in our passion for God's word and God's presence. And uh, So I'm just cu- curious for you, as somebody who's followed Jesus for a long time, what are some things that have helped you grow each year? What are some patterns? All my consistency. What are some things that have helped you grow each year that you're going to continue to take into 2024? And is there anything new you're going to add? I think, so for me, a a pattern that has been in my life since I was a teenager is reading the Bible every day or reading through the Bible in a year. I will say there's some days that I miss or depending on what it is, but the plan that I use is one that enables me to read through the Bible in a year. And so that's a, a simple starting point. Um, just to get gritty, can you, what, what, cause we did the same plan this yeah, year. You yeah. can go to, you could Google like five day Bible reading plan in a year. Yeah. And you could do it digitally. You can print it out. Yeah. I, I did the last couple of years. I've done it with a physical Bible for years before that I did it on my phone mm-hmm. and I've kind of gone back. We've talked about this. I've kind of gone back to just the physical Bible. Sometimes there's something about seeing it on the page. I always have a pen in my hand. I underline, I write in the margins, yep. things that stand out to me. Um, I, I do that. I try to journal fairly consistently. I don't always do that, but I do have one of the, one of the things that I started, um, just to help myself become consistent in praying for people and situations and things. Um, so the journaling part helps me just kind of process with God and thank God. I always start off my journals every time my first paragraph is what can I be grateful for? It's good. And I, I always try to say, God, I'm thank, thankful for. Yeah. And and I try to posture myself with gratitude first. Um, and then I process things, maybe what I read, other things like that. But then I also have a prayer list. Yeah. And I really try to get serious about what are the people in my life that I can be praying for, for right. big moments, things that are happening. I've had people tell me, hey, can you be praying for my family? We're going through this. And I put it on my list. And then what I did to help me this year and I'll carry that into this next yeah. year is I set a daily reminder with my phone. Yeah. So my phone is set for a daily reminder at 6:55 AM. It's just a time I picked a random time 
that I picked that I have a alert that pops up says, pray for your list. Mm-hmm. Just something to help remind me of the importance of doing that. So then I pull out my note yeah. that has the list of people and I just, I'll walk around my living room, whatever, and I just begin to pray for them. Yeah, I love that. Just, just quickly, for anybody listening, what is number one, why is it so powerful? Like what have you found to be the powerful reality of beginning your day each day with God? Number one. Yeah. And then number two, I think a lot of people, that sounds really great. But uh, they would, I, I, I've had friends, they're like, my life gets so busy, so yeah. hectic. By the time I wake up, I'm running. Like any tips you would give. Why is it so powerful? What tips would you give? Yeah. Um, my first tip would be get up earlier. <laughs> That's probably not the tip that everybody wants to hear. Fine. But let me just tell you, the things that have moved the ball the most in my life have come from discipline not just from desire. And I would you say this is the most important discipline in your life? Absolutely. And I think a lot of us go, oh, I desire to know God deeper. I desire to have a a strong relationship with God. I desire, desire doesn't move the ball, discipline does. That's good. You put discipline first, desire will follow. That's good. I found that sometimes doing the thing I don't want to do, getting up early, uh, giving, getting time. It's the same way with writing. When I was writing, it was the discipline of getting up early Mm -hmm. and writing that created the result I wanted to see in my life. Yeah. And so I, I would just say it's a really simple one, and I know it's probably easier said than done. I'm tired when my alarm goes off, but get up earlier. Yeah. If, if you have kids, I know it would be hard, and they exhaust you. Trust me, we've raised two girls. We understand. But for me, the benefit has been I would like to be up before them. Mm-hmm. I want to be up before I have to. And when I would have to get them up or get them a little bit ready for school or I'd have to drive them to school or make their lunch, I'm getting up early, spending my time. Then I'm te- I'm waking them up. Hey, it's time for school. Get up, you know. So I, I just think consistency is powerful. I think it's um, often undervalued. Yeah. I think if you do small things consistently every day, mm-hmm. it creates something big yeah. in your life. And so I think that I would say those two things, like for me, getting up early and being consistent. That's so good. It's, it doesn't sound exciting. No. But the results are exciting. Yeah. I, th- I think in my life so many times, I mean, what you're speaking to is momentum. Yeah. I think uh, it's almost like I think in my life so many times when I think of momentum, I'm wanting a circumstance to create it. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is choice is created. Yes. Consistency creates it. Yep. That's what creates the snowball. Yep. That actually ends up changing your life by the time the year ends. I love that. Yeah. Uh, then this is person to person talk. I'm curious, uh, from your seat as a pastor, when you think towards 2024, what's your heart and your prayer for the people of this church and for the church? Mm. Um, you know, as we turn into a new year, the there's a there's an image that keeps coming to me that I would love for our church to embrace when it comes to the relationship with Jesus. Mm. And it's this picture that you see throughout scripture, this idea that our relationship with God is not, um, what's the best way I want to say, describe this. It's not about appointments. I think a lot of times we approach a relationship with God like an appointment like on account, it's like, okay, Sunday, that's an appointment, mm. right? I'm going to go to church. Good. I think it's powerful. Um, maybe a Wednesday, you know, you, or a Thursday, might go to a circle. It's an appointment. I'm going to gather with the community. It helps my faith. Getting up in the morning, 
having a, a devotional time with God. It's an appointment with God. Mm -hmm. I think those are powerful. Yeah. But if I could, if I could just, as we get ready to approach a new year, if I can just encourage you to see your relationship with God from a different vantage point, don't think of it as appointments on a calendar. But there's a picture that I see in scripture that is just inspiring me. It's something I want to, I want to think more about as I, as I think about my faith journey. And that is the idea of walking with God. Mm. Yeah. Like I think th throughout scripture, you yeah. see over and over this, the people that God used to do significant things, it says about them, they walked with God. Yeah. I love that. I still have the language of that. They walked with it. It made me think of this, this verse. I just want to read it real quick. It's in Micah. Micah chapter six, verse eight, it's kind of a, an epic verse. And really the nation of Israel had walked away from God. Yeah. And God sent the prophet to kind of challenge them to say, you, you need to come back to God. And the first question when they're challenged that they asked it, this collective was like, what do we do? We messed up. Do we offer sacrifices? Do we, do we offer goats? Do we, we mess, you know, and, and the response back to that was really is powerful. Micah 6, 8 says this, no, God's not as interested in our religious repentance as we may think he is, you know, offer sacrifice, offer this. It's, and it says, no, oh people, the Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of you. So, okay, what is it? What does he want from us to do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. So good. And when I think about the idea of walking with God, I think about from the very beginning, I think Adam and Eve walked with God, mm -hmm. it says in Genesis 3, in the cool of, cool of the day, in the garden. I think about Noah, it says about Noah that he was righteous and blameless, one who walked with God. You, you can go through scripture and you see picture after picture, Moses, when he was leading the Israelites and they were stubborn and God says, I'm not gonna go with you, but you can have the promised land. Yeah. What does Moses say to him? He says, if you don't go with us, we're not going. I'm not going to go unless you walk with me. So and I even love the picture you get in the New Testament. For three years, Jesus and his disciples, what did they do? They walked with him. That's what a disciple did. Every day they followed the rabbi. Every day they walked with him wherever he went. And when Jesus sent them on the mission of the church, and he left to go be back with the Father, and they were being harassed by the Jewish leaders. I love what it says in Acts 4. I think it's verse 13. Um, where it says this about him. It says, they were shocked because these, the disciples, the ones who were with Jesus, right? It says they were unschooled and ordinary men. They weren't trained. They didn't, they didn't have the college. They didn't have the pedigree. It says they were unschooled, ordinary men, but we can tell, that's what they said, these people were with him, Jesus. And again, the, the emphasis was the idea of walking yeah. with him. Yeah. And so, so good. I, I think of anything I could just encourage you, if you're watching this and we're getting ready to turn into a new year, is what would it look like for you to think about your faith is not about just meeting God. That's important. I'm not saying, I, listen, I believe we have 51 opportunities in this year coming up to gather as a church and we're not to forsake the gathering, it says in Hebrews 10, 25. And so it's important to meet with God. And I think something special happens when we gather as a church and we have an appointment on there to meet with God. And I think something powerful can happen when you spend time with God in the morning. There is something to that focused intention of meeting with God. But I would love to challenge us to say, what would it look like for us to take the approach of saying, no, 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 I'm going to walk with him. Yeah. So that means when I go to work and I'll walk in the doors of my job, God is with me. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I'm going to learn what it means to pray without season. That's one of the things I'm, I'm trying to grow in. I'm not great at this is the idea of not just have a moment at the beginning of my day. Maybe there's a moment at the end of my day, but what does it look like for me to walk with God throughout the day? Yeah. And I think there's a power that comes in the consistency of your walk with God. And it's sometimes it's not sexy, like the moments, the high moments, the highlight moments that we have when we gather together in those. But I think the power comes with walking with God. Enoch walked with God. That's what is, that's the only thing we know about him, but he was so special to God that God took him from this earth and he never experienced physical death. Yep. Enoch, the only thing we know, Enoch walked with God. Yeah. And so I would just say, maybe, maybe that I encourage you to think of your relationship with God as not just a religion or a belief system to hold, but it is a journey to go on with God every day mm. to walk with God. I love that so much. That language has always moved me. Yeah. It's uh, the difference between visiting God and doing life with God. Mm. Yeah. And that really is where the sweetness of friendship with God comes in mm. and changes you and life becomes exciting. And so I love that. I think that's a beautiful challenge, uh, a, a fresh way to look at life with God this year. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of mentioned it before, but coming up at the beginning of the year, we have a great way to start that. Yeah. We have, again, one of our few traditions is we're getting ready to begin our 21 days of prayer and fasting on January 4th. And so, you know, we have a whole lot of ways. If you've never been a part of a fast before, we got resources. You can go to the x.church slash fast. But I just think, you know, in layman's term, fasting is simply abstaining from something for the purpose. It's, it's you saying this, God, I want you this much. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of starve, so to speak, some of my flesh. Uh, traditionally, that's food. Some people will add things. So, so maybe you will, a lot, a lot of people will start with like, hey, once a week, I'm going to fast lunch. Mm. Um, or some people will do spe specific things. Uh, for the next 21 days, I'm going to do mainly fruits and vegetables or yeah. whatever it is. The point isn't to be legalistic. Um, the point is to be serious about it. And I think one of the tips we always try to give people is, hey, don't starve yourself both physically and spiritually. <laughs> yeah. In other words, the point isn't uh, to be masochistic and punish yourself. The point is to replace it. Yeah. So, hey, if you're going to take a lunch and skip lunch, don't just skip lunch. Spend that time, talk to Jesus, go on a prayer walk. Yeah. We're in Ohio, so it may be yeah. cold, but, you know, uh -huh. uh, spend some time in Scripture, spend some time in worship. And I'm telling you, it sounds so weird. Um, fasting does so many powerful things. It, it has a way, like we always know God's with us, but it's almost like sometimes if your nerve endings are numb physically, yeah. sometimes you, you ever feel like your nerve endings are numb spiritually. There's something powerful about fasting that heightens your spiritual senses. Yeah. It allows you to experience God's presence. I know some of my most intimate moments with God have been when I'm fasting. There's also a power in prayer. Jesus one time said, hey, this kind of breakthrough only happens but by prayer and fasting. We always hear at the end of fast incredible reports of prayer. And then, of course, the most beautiful thing about fasting is it draws us closer to the one that's all about. Yeah, It's a way to say, God, I am this hungry for you. And Jesus has this beautiful promise. He says, blessed are those who hunger yeah. and thirst, for they'll be filled. And so you can lean into the fast course individually. And then corporately, we have prayer nights. Yeah. Uh, we have worship nights. Uh, we have prayer mornings. We have all those uh, dates available for you. But uh, so January 16th is our prayer night. And I just, let's fill this place. Yeah. I, I think if you've never been to one, if you've never even tried to pray in an environment that really fosters it and that it's kind of corporate, it's it's powerful. Yeah. There's some of the most amazing nights. Yeah. And then we are, so the dates are January 4th mm -hmm. through the 24th. Yep. And so this coming 
well, I don't, what is that, Thursday? I don't know. Whatever January 4th is, figure out what you would love to fast if you want to join with us mm -hmm. and go use those resources online. Um, there's so many other things that we have. There is a version plan that we did last year, and we're just going to make it available again this year. There's just so many ways that you can join in with us. And so January 4th, and then it's going to wrap up on January 24th, and we always end it big. Yep. If you're going to break it, break it big. And so we have a really powerful worship night planned for that night. And I'm just telling you, the atmosphere is palpable. Yeah. Because there's just something about our church seeking God together. Yeah that just creates this almost eruption yeah of an experience with god yeah and so i just really encourage you so we begin this year it's let's start this year off on the right foot yeah as we walk with god yeah and a great way to do that is through this fast i love it i heard somebody say one time uh the next year can be the best year of your life if it's the best spiritual year of your life mm. if you draw you, there's a lot of things that are going to be out of our control this year but we can determine how close we draw to god which is the number one important thing in our lives and uh, we, we have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. So let's lean in. I've loved this conversation. Yeah. Uh, I love these moments of just getting to reflect, uh, to celebrate. Uh, you make fun of me for this, but when I was uh, in fifth grade, mm. every year I would watch professional wrestling and they would do an end of the year highlight oh and God. they would spend an hour and go back through. Mm. And can I just say this has been even more meaningful than I hope so to be able to look back. And just celebrate. God has done so much. In yeah. fact, maybe, you know, when this video ends or wherever you're watching, take a moment and just thank God. Yeah. I find that I so easily forget yeah. what all he's done. Yeah. And prayers he's answered, uh, surprises he's shown up with. And yeah. uh, this just been an incredible year. And I love it. Oh, by the way, in the new year, yeah, we got some changes coming up. Oh, so... We, uh, whenever you're watching this, uh, the next Sunday, when we physically gather for the first time in January, there will be new experience times. Yes, we are starting with new times. So if you're watching this on December 31st, as we kind of wrap this conversation up, this is a great reminder that next Sunday, if you're watching it before January 7th, next Sunday, new times, 9 and 1045 a.m. Let me say it again, 9 and say it with me. 9 and 10.45 a.m. We, why we're making that change, if you missed kind of the announcement in December, um, was because we have a little bit of an inequitable distribution of people. Those are some big words right there. In our 9.30 and 11.15. Mm -hmm. And what it tells us is a lot of people want to come to church early. Yep. So we're giving them that freedom, that option to go earlier or move back to 10.45. And our hope is we're getting ready to go into, we think is going to be a significant season for our church and growth. And we want to make room. And at times our 930 is out of room. Our kids' space is at capacity. And so we need to balance things out. So 9 and 1045 a.m. on January 7th. And lastly, mm -hmm. we're going to kick off a brand new series to kick off the new year with new times. And I think it's going to be incredible. Thanks so much for tuning in to this message. I hope that it encouraged you and inspired your faith. If God is doing something in your life, would you take a moment and let us know? We wanna connect with you and we wanna be able to pray for you. All you have to do is shoot us an email to hello at the x.church or you can always send us a DM on one of our social media platforms. And if you know somebody that would also be encouraged by this very message, why not take a moment and just share it with them right now? 
And as always, I want to say thank you to every single person who so generously financially supports this ministry so we can continue to get messages like these out to people all over the world. We believe God is building something special and you're a significant part of it. Until next time, have a great day.